my favorite ever services are baptism services where you hear people who've had their lives changed by the Lord Jesus Christ. And this morning, it's been amazing to hear all these different testimonies. Now, we, we sort of running out of time, really. I know you guys will have your lunch on and everything. So what I'm going to do is I'll, I'll try and cut it down a little bit. I was going to sort of share in Farsi this morning my message. Um, you know, that what waste of time. That was learning that because I haven't got time to do that now. And uh, the Kurdish I learned, it'll come in for another time. But uh, maybe not. But how fantastic it has been this morning to witness people giving themselves to Jesus. I'm going to read you a verse of scripture, a couple of verses, and Pastor Phil mentioned this already. One of the things that Phil and I must do is we should talk to each other more. Because he nicked half my sermon with his little blurb about what baptism is. So that cuts it down a little bit. But I want the verse will come on the, bi- on the screen from the Bible. Matthew 28 and these verses and it says and Jesus came and spoke to them saying all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit teaching them to observe all the things I have commanded you and lo I am with you always even to the end of the age. It's interesting there, and in, in, this is called the Great Commission, these verses. And um, Jesus is sending out his disciples, and he's given them a job of work to do. He says, you're going to go and find people of all nations, and you're going to baptize them, and they're going to become my disciples. And this morning, it's been fantastic to baptize people from other nations. We've had uh, Sanger, who is from Iraq. And we have the four guys, uh, you can sort of test me with the names, Amin, Amir, Akbar, and Sinner. They're all from the Islamic Republic of Iran. And then we have Emma, who's from the Christian Republic of Yorkshire. <laughs> and so it's been great to have a mix of people, but it feels like this morning that we're actually fulfilling that which Jesus said, to baptize people of all nations. I want to just tell you a few things very briefly this morning, what baptism does and what it does not do. So the next slide, please, Paul. So what baptism does not do and what baptism does do. And the next one again, Paul, please. So the first thing we need to know, and the pastor Phil mentioned this, he said, baptism does not make you a Christian. Baptism does not make you a Christian. The story is told of a pastor who was baptizing someone in the open air in a, in a river and he got this young man who was about to baptize him and a drunk guy comes walking along and said to the pastor, hey, what are you doing? And he said, I'm, I'm baptizing this young man because he's found Jesus. Do you want to find Jesus? And the drunk man said, yes, I do. So the pastor invited him into the water and he dunked the drunk man under the water and he said, did you find Jesus? And the man said, no, I didn't. So dunked him under again for a little bit longer. Did you find Jesus? No, I didn't. Dunked him under again for 30 seconds, brings him out. The guy can hardly breathe. He says, did you find Jesus? He says, look, pastor, I don't know where Jesus fell into the water, but it's not here. Now, you guys knew that punchline long before I got to it. But the reality is you don't find Jesus in the water. You don't find Jesus in the water. We've not baptized anybody this morning so that they can find Jesus through baptism. Jesus is not in the water. 
Baptism does not make a person a Christian. Rather, because you are a Christian, you get baptized. It's the other way around. And hopefully this morning you've heard clear testimonies from these guys through interpretation in some uh, senses as well of, of what it's taken for these guys to get to the place that they're at this morning. You see, Emma's been brought up in the UK. Some people might still say the UK is a Christian country. That's nonsense, of course. She's been brought up in what's perceived as a Christian country. Emma's been brought up in the church, but that doesn't make her a Christian. Emma's got Christian parents, but that doesn't make her a Christian. Emma getting baptized, that doesn't make her a Christian. What's made Emma a Christian is her faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's a true Christian. Those who put their faith in him and their hope in him and their trust in him and they've had their sins forgiven, that's a Christian. And that's Emma this morning. And for all the other guys, for Amin, Amir, uh, Sanger, Sinner, and Akbar, they were not brought up in a church in, in a Christian country. You've heard this morning about how they come from Iraq and Iran, where for them, their life is very different to what it is for us here. And to be a Christian in their nations means persecution. It means imprisonment. It means beatings. It could mean death. And we've heard that from some of the guys this morning saying that they had to flee. They had to run for their lives. You see, we hear these things, we hear these stories, and we think, oh, isn't that terrible? But it's a reality for some of the guys that we have in our midst this morning, and it may become more and more the reality for us here at the church at Sunbridge Road, Road Mission. Some of them heard about Christ in their own countries, and they had to hide their Christianity or go to an underground church. Some of them only found out about Jesus when they arrived in this country, or at least the Jesus of the Bible. Because the Jesus of Islam and the Jesus of the Bible are very different characters. And they've discovered that the, the Jesus of the Bible is one who died for our sins. The Jesus of the Bible is one who forgives. I, I love what Sangha was saying as well. You know, it's amazing, isn't it? These guys have been reading scripture and God's been speaking to them through scripture. That should be our experience too. You know, turning the other cheek, forgiving people. You know, for, for people to say, you know, through baptism today and through my commitment to the Lord, I'm going to forgive those who persecuted me. That's a Christian trait because that's a Jesus trait. We are to follow Jesus. And these guys in baptism today are not getting baptized to become a Christian. They're getting baptized because they already are Christian and they want to follow their master. And maybe there's a challenge for all of us in that this morning. Maybe the challenge is that maybe we've been a Christian for a long time. And we need to, again, just sort of be set on fire again for God and for the things of Christ. And that we want to follow him. And we want to put our hope and our trust in him. And this great commission that he gave was not just for those guys, it's for us also. It's not the great omission. It's not like it's optional. Jesus didn't give them an option. No, it's the great commission to go and to share the good news, and to baptize, and to, and to create disciples for him, followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And all these guys this morning have publicly, before every one of us, said, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give my, my life to Jesus. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to allow him to lead me. So baptism doesn't make you a Christian. The second thing baptism does not do is this. Baptism does not wash away your sin. 
Sue and Martin, sorry, you're not taking home a perfect Emma because she's been in there. Really sorry. I know you think she's perfect anyway, but you're not taking home a perfect Emma. You may have noticed when we were baptizing, we, we, we kept Akbar in the pool a little bit longer. That wasn't to wash his sin away, but it's because he supports Man United. <laughs> and so the hope is that that would get washed away. I don't, I don't think it has happened, and I'm not even sure he understands what I'm saying. But <laughs> Zanya will tell him afterwards. No, baptism, baptism doesn't wash away sin. What baptism does is it's an outward sign of something that's happened internally. So we've already been washed clean by our faith in Christ Jesus. We already have faith in him, a trust in him. We've been forgiven by him. Our sin is forgiven. And when we get into the water, we are putting our hope and our trust in the one who does forgive sin, the Lord Jesus. What is sin? Very quickly. Maybe you don't hear that word so much today. But we need to use that word. Sin is anything that separates us from God. The Bible tells us that when we're born, we're separated from God. We're fallen people. We need to have a restored fellowship with him. The Bible says that it's sin and that which we're born with which separates us from God. The Bible says that we are all sinners. The Bible says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The Bible says that only Jesus can forgive sin. The Bible says that forgiveness of sin is obtained solely through the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 10 and verse 43 says, All the prophets testify about him, that's Jesus, that everyone who believes in him receives the forgiveness of sins through his name. Have you been forgiven of your sin? Do you know Jesus? As all these guys who've been baptized this morning profess, I know Jesus. He's changed my life. I feel forgiveness. I feel peace. Where I was angry, I now feel content. Where I couldn't forgive people, now I can forgive people. Now I have a relationship with God. Now I know why I'm alive. Now I know the true God. Not the God that they'd been taught in Islam. That was harsh. And those who were following him were harsh as well. And as we've heard already, some of these guys, they will lose friends. They will lose family. They will receive threats. Guys, we need to pray for them, support them, encourage them. But baptism does not make you a Christian and baptism doesn't wash away your sins. We'll continue to get things wrong. We'll continue to mess up. But Christ forgives us because what he did on the cross. But what does baptism do? Let's move on quickly. Baptism does show that you've trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That was one of the questions that we asked each person before we baptize them. Have you put your trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Matthew 28, 19, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Baptism is a gospel command and those to be baptized are publicly declaring Jesus to be their Lord and their Savior. Now there are many people that claim to have Jesus as their Savior. There are many people in our, in our cities, in our nation, who if you ask them, do you believe in God? They may well say yes. 
You see, to say Jesus is your saviour is good, but he also needs to be your Lord. Saviour means he saves you from something. Lord means you have a master over you who will direct your step. And so Jesus says to his disciples when he sends them out, go and make disciples. He doesn't say go and make believers. What's the difference between a believer and a disciple? Let me share a few things with you. To believe is cheap and costs us nothing. Christ is costly and he asks us to count the cost of following him. Do we count the cost of following him? Does following him cost us something? Or is it just very easy? I just believe. But it doesn't affect my life in any way. The, the way I speak, the way I dress, the way I look, the things I watch, the things I do. No, well, no, I, I believe in Jesus, but I don't want him to control every area of my life. It's costly for Emma to be baptized this morning. Make no mistake about it. She's a young girl growing up in a very secular society. She's going to talk to her friends at school maybe and maybe told them what she's doing today and they won't get it. They won't understand it. She will get some stick for it, for following Jesus. These guys, you already know, it's costly for these guys to do what they've done this morning. There's a cost in following Jesus. See, believers consider themselves first but disciples consider Christ first. Believers consider themselves first, but disciples consider Christ first. What does Christ want for my life? What does Jesus want to do in me? Believers only, those who are only believers, produce no real fruits, but disciples are known by their fruits. There will be a godly life produced for those who are having Jesus as their Lord and their Savior. Belief might save my soul, but discipleship glorifies Christ. Are you a believer or are you a disciple? These guys this morning are saying we want to be disciples. We want to trust Jesus as Lord. And as Pastor Phil said earlier, that baptism is a picture of what Jesus did for us. He died, he was buried, he rose again. In the baptism pool, that's the picture these guys are dying to themselves. They're saying, I want to follow Jesus as they get in the pool. And then when they go under the water, it says they were buried as Jesus was buried. But then they rise to a newness of life. Guys, some of you here this morning need a fresh start. You need to start again. And you know what God is saying to you today? Today is the day to do that. Today's the day that you can have your life changed. Today's the day that you can walk out of here a different person. Today is the day that Jesus can give you the peace that you need, the healing that you need, the future that you need is in Jesus. Galatians 2.20 says, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We've been crucified with Christ and we live for him. He lives through us now. A.W. Toza said this about people who are crucified with Christ. He said they have three distinct marks. He says those who are truly following Christ, who have made Jesus their saviour and Lord, they are facing only one direction. I loved what some of the guys said this morning. 
I am here now and I will follow Jesus till I die. The rest of my life. The rest of my life. They're facing only one direction. That's towards heaven with Jesus. Tozer says the second thing is they can never turn back. Those who truly know forgiveness in Christ will never turn back. Why would you go back when you found the freedom and the chains falling away as we heard this morning? And finally he says they no longer have plans of their own. See we're very good at planning things aren't we? Organizing things, doing things. Just deciding for ourselves in our our lives what we're going to do. But we want Jesus to plan our life. We want Jesus to lead us. In dying to our own plans, we imitate Jesus who became obedient to death, even death on a cross. And let's just look at the final slide for sake of time. Baptism does show commitment to follow Jesus. You see, those who've given, who've accepted Jesus as their Lord and their Savior, it's not like now we're in the safe zone, now everything's comfy, now I can just sit back and relax and wait to die or wait for Jesus to return. No, what it actually is, is this, is that now I too need to go and reach people for Jesus. So I'm excited about some of these guys. They maybe got to weigh into people and situations we don't have. We need to pray for them. We need to bless them. We need to encourage them, get alongside them, build them up. But it's a work for all of us, isn't it? The Great Commission is for all of us. We are saved to save others. We're not saved to just sit in comfort. No, we follow Jesus' command that we too go make disciples of all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teach them to observe all the things I have commanded you, he said. All who have been baptized today have decided to follow Jesus and to observe all he has commanded. The reality is we all follow something or someone. Many of you, uh, if you if particularly a man thing, I'm not being sexist, honest, there may be many women do this, but you know, men tend to sort of like follow sports teams and stuff, don't they? You know, I follow Tottenham Hotspur, obviously. It's a good job uh, Akbar isn't a Chelsea fan. He would have stayed on there much, much longer today. But um, we let him off. But yeah, we, we follow things. Men might follow, I don't know, uh, sports teams. Uh, women, what do women follow, Andrea? Fashion. Um, I don't know, whatever. You know, we, we all follow things, don't we? Maybe we follow, I don't know, a celebrity. Maybe we follow a, a TV program. We, we just can't wait to see what happens. We can follow our appetites. You know, just whatever we desire, whatever we want to do, we're just going to go and do that anyway. Following appears to be a bit of a universal thing for human beings. But who or what do you follow? Who or what do you follow? For those baptized today, the journey begins now. The journey of following Jesus to be his disciples, to go wherever he leads, to live a life worthy of those claiming to be Christians. Let me just finish with this final challenge. Galatians 3.27 says this, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Another version says have been clothed with Christ. You may have heard this illustration before of the parachute. You may have heard this a few times now. But you know, it's one thing to have a parachute. You're, you're sat in an airplane, sort of thousand miles in the air, and somebody shows you a parachute. And they ask you a question. They say, well, look, 
Do you believe, you know, that this parachute can save you from crashing to the ground? You say, yes, I do believe that. We can say that, but the real proof is if we put the thing on and we jump out of the plane. That's the real proof, isn't it? For many people, they say, well, I believe in Jesus. I, I, I trust him. You know, I want to follow him. But do we put him on? Do we prove him every day in our lives? Do we live for him Today's baptisms are a challenge to those of us who've accepted Christ and a reminder to those of those of you who maybe haven't accepted Christ. Who do you follow? Who do you trust? Do you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? If anything that's happened today, anything you've heard, made you have questions, desires, you might think, man, I want to get baptized. I need to talk to Pastor Tony or Pastor Phil about that. Come and talk to us. Any questions, any thoughts. But let this morning not quickly go from your minds. Let it spur you on to follow Jesus, the one who gave himself for you, the only one that can give you peace in your life. I'm just going to pray for these guys. Um, now, let's just pray together. Father God, I want to thank you for Jesus. I want to thank you for what he does in people's lives. I want to thank you that he's still alive today. And he's in the business of bringing people peace and hope and joy and a future. That people might be set free from their sin. That they can know a relationship with you, Father, through your son, Jesus. They can know the love that flows from Jesus in their own lives. In Jesus, there's the power to change every person, every situation. And Lord, I just give my friends to you this morning. I pray you'll be with Amin and Amir and Akbar, with Sinner and Sangha and Emma. And I pray, Father God, that you will bless them from this day. That this day will be a, a, a real um, starting point, a fresh point, a new point in their life. Where they're going to leave this place feeling different being different, full of your spirit, and that you'll use them, you'll strengthen them to follow you and to stand up in the face of persecution, however that might come. And they won't deny Christ, but they'll draw others to him. So bless them and bless us as a church, Lord. We love days like this, Father, when you bless us with people wanting to follow Jesus. Lord, more we pray, more for our church. Let us reach this community around us. We pray for all that's going to happen in the next month with all the stuff we're doing over Christmas. Lord, draw people into this place. Not so we can just say how full our church is, but Lord, we want to introduce them to Jesus, the one who can change their life. So Father, hear us and Lord, be with us, we pray. In the precious name of Jesus.